0: The San Jose Sharks are five, five, and one, and they win it again in the shootout. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, we'll talk about it and everything about this game and how record-breaking this is on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday night, February 9th, 2021. The Sharks um, continuing on their 11-game road trip, or as Randy Hahn called it, I think it was the longest road trip in the hockey universe. <laughs> well, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post-game. We do this after every single game the Sharks play, home and away, and it's been a lot of away games, that's for sure. Uh, So, teal together and interact with us, uh, with fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com.
1: Okay, wait a second. Okay, like, yes, this is a long road trip, but they were at home for a week. Like, I'm so sick of this, like, this freaking narrative about the road trip because, like, it's not like they haven't been, ho- like, they were home for a week. Like, enough. I, I, I can... Enough with these bullshit built in excuses for how shitty this team no, is. I, it's not an I'm excuse. I'm tired of it. it it's... No, it's absolutely an excuse. As no, oh Well, they can. They, I'm not saying it. I, I'm not, okay. No, I'm not accusing you, but I'm just saying, like, those that, you know, may broadcast the games like they throw this stuff out <laughs> there like it's oh, oh, the poor sharks. And you see like you see on Twitter. Oh, my God. They haven't been home. Like I haven't seen Teal Jersey, but they were home for a fucking week. Like, pardon my language, but like it's not like they haven't been home in a month. Like, yeah, OK, they haven't played in and an empty SAP center. Fair enough. OK, but like, come on. With that, I'm pleased to be joined by Ian Reid. <laughs> I'm already fired up.
0: Woo! He has his Pepsi. He is ready to roll. I, I love am it. Fired up. So the Sharks, after uh, getting three of four points in Anaheim, they come into LA uh, for for this for this one. Uh, you know, and it started off early. You know, like it did the other night against Anaheim. Couture had scored 11 seconds in. Tonight, you have Meyer, Timo Meyer kind of getting off the schneid, finally getting a, a goal, a minute 21 in from D'Amato and Schimmick. I mean, for Meyer, my God, his second goal of the season, finally.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently, you know, it, it was Timo time. My the, the Timo time clock started working again. Uh Oh, um, it's good for Timo. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of it's a real mixed bag tonight um, as, as far as they, like there's some things that that you do like to see, like getting Timo Meyer getting a goal, um, you know, um, Kane scoring a goal, you know, when when the chips are down and they're about to lose. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that you want to see and there's a lot of things that you didn't want to see. And then there was just a lot of things that you see and it doesn't really move you one way or the other and you're sleepy.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's nice to see that they get on to a good start. They, then, you know, Logan gets one later in the period, uh, which includes an assist from Marlowe, Of course, he gets a second point. And I thought Patty had
1: a decent game tonight. Yeah, Patty, Patty, I thought, had a good game tonight, especially since I was like... I remember last time I was on and I was like, why is every line Patrick Marlowe on suddenly garbage? Um, so it was... I have to give him if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to take runs like that at him, I guess I have to, you know, say when he's had a good game. And I thought tonight was one of Marlowe's better games of the uh, of the year, for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, he assisted on the Couture goal. Also, Nikolai Konejov assisted on it, his first NHL point. So congrats to uh, Nikolai there. Uh, and, and, you know, 2 nothing. I thought, OK, good, solid start into... The first period, you know, way to, way to build up the, the lead a little bit before you get to the dreaded second period. You know, uh, and, and oh, God. <laughs> I mean, Burns, you know, pinches in a little bit and then it leads to a breakaway for Kopitar. Even Burns was upset about it when Kopi scores to cut the lead in half to two to one at seven minutes. And then just seven seconds later, Timo takes a. A high sticking call which was dumb let's be honest. Yeah. i mean you gotta be careful with your stick you have to be careful with your sticking order... but uh
1: you know then they yeah just... a lot of self-inflicted wounds in the second period yeah. um the yeah like burns obviously lost losses but man ferraro man he like he gave that like i really liked his hustle to try and get back in and uh, get with Kopitar there, like, hell of a hustle by him. Like, there's some guys on this team, and it's that, I think that's what's really frustrating to watch because there's some guys on this team that are just going every shift. Your Ferraros, your Donatos, like, I don't know, maybe it's guys that end in O. Maybe that's the key. Um, but, like, and, and I think that's been the most frustrating part about this team because you see guys that are just running their asses off. And then some guys look like, it's like they just could care less. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they could care less, but it just that's the that's the impression you get from some other from some other chefs.
0: And that's and that's the that's the tough part. Matt M saying these second periods are occurs, you know, that's the thing, is that there are some guys that are busting their butt. You see Donato doing something. Ferraro has, I mean, yeah, he didn't look great on. Uh, it didn't help that he had to catch up to. Freaking uh, Kopitar on that breakaway, but I mean, Ferraro has been one of those guys that you depend on because he's been uh, such a uh, great, great defenseman for this team. And then there are guys that are just here for the ride,
1: in and, and it's started... well, it feels like that, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying like that's the case. Right. Like I always, I I don't think you you get to the NHL by just being there for the ride, but. Oh, some of these guys are getting really hard to defend on a on a regular basis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's the that's the toughest part of it all. I mean, come on. You know, it, it, it's like we can be on your side for so long. And if you don't show us anything, I mean, that's the worst part. Yeah, you know that's that's the the worst part of it all, you know. So I don't know, uh, it, but it just keeps getting worse. You know, Nieto takes a hooking call, and then this one, and I don't know about you, but I, I'm getting really sick and t- the the hella dudes on the frozen pond. No disrespect to Shalena Goldman for for you know trademarking that phrase, but I mean that's that's part of that laziness you're talking it's a about the dumb
1: penalty these second period too many men penalties like the long change too many men penalties it's ridiculous and it's yeah there's they've got to they've got to figure this out um for sure yeah
0: I and mean, there's there's things like that i mean there and then ricky bartenslager saying can we please talk about how awful the offensive zone entry is there's a massive difference between driving the middle and getting pushed outside versus driving
1: the outside yeah no i i we can definitely get there for sure yeah remind me write that down come uh, back okay <laughs>
0: but i mean and then you know on that hella penalty dustin fucking brown you guys don't <laughs> uh, you guys know i try not to curse on this show Uh, But Dustin fucking Brown, of course, gets the power play goal, his fifth of the season. Kempe and Dowdy on the assists.
1: I mean, it's just like... You know what the sad thing about tonight was? What was that? The sad thing about tonight was Martin Jones actually played an okay game. Like, look it. Understand here we're talking an okay game for Martin Jones. Martin Jones is Martin Jones at this point. I think we all know what we have in Martin Jones. But as far as performances go tonight was actually one of his better ones like yeah you want to see like on that goal where brown puts in the garbage like yeah you'd want to see him get it with the glove instead of you know bouncing off the the bottom of his glove or whatever but he still made the save the problem is and this has been a problem is that the defense there's no one there like dustin brown should not have the time to make that play without somebody putting him on his ass but there he was all alone martin jones made the first save like, he did what he was supposed to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, would I prefer that he'd make a perfect glove save and catch that thing and not have it go back on the ice? For sure. But that's not always going to happen. No. Like, there's going to be times where your goalie's going to make a save and he's not going to be able to get the rebound. And your defense should be there to make sure that somebody doesn't have time to to dipsy do in front of the net like that. And, you know, so your goalie has a chance to recover. That goal, like, yeah, I can understand why people would be frustrated at it, but... Like, and this is coming from me, guys. You know, go watch other shows where I have destroyed Martin Jones on the regular. But that, like, that's frustrating to me. When you when you get an okay game, and this is, you know, kind of the similar thing that happened with 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 Dubnik the other night. You know, you, you get a decent game out of your goalie. Now, tonight they got the win, yep. but they still gave up a point to, again, a divisional team. Like, you... Your goalies aren't Patrick Waugh. They're not Martin Brodeur. So when you get a decent game out of them, you have to make it count. And tonight they almost pissed it away. Mm-hmm. A decent game by Martin Jones. Almost pissed away.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't say it any better than you, bud. And uh, Kevin's giving you props and so is Laurel uh, on it because honestly, I mean, and that and it wasn't like it wasn't like Knyshov and Shimmick or Knyshov and Froh. That was Carlson and Vlasic that that got that goal. And you're right. Yeah, he made he made a nice save in
1: the. He made a nice save, and it's his defenseman's job to get rid of the garbage. Yep. We learned that from Mighty Ducks too. For Christ's sake. That's sales. right. Come on. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. If you can learn that from a <laughs> freaking Mighty Ducks movie, then why can't you apply it to the NHL? I don't know what's going on with this team, but, but... that's the but that's the issue, right? Right. Like, You, you make like Martin Jones tonight played a decent game. Like, you know, like again, expectations are where they are. It is Martin Jones in that. But when you get a decent game from Martin Jones, you want to, you want to capitalize. And like I said, they almost pissed it away. Right.
0: I mean, uh, 24 saves on 27 shots granted 889 save percentage, but I thought he had played a good game. I thought he had some nice saves that kept this team in it. But then in the third period, you know, Dustin fucking Brown again is sixth of this season from I follow uh,
1: to me. I think that was part part defense. Carlson. Oh, I it, was, did- it was a hundred percent defense, not even partially like, yeah, you'd want to see Martin Jones like cover the short side. Yeah. But like Shimmick completely decides that I don't need to get my man. I'm just going to come over here. Yeah. And he. And that's basically what happened. Now, Martin Jones needs to track that play better and see that Dustin Brown's coming in and cover the short side a little bit better than he did. Like, that's problematic for sure. But Shimmick, off in the middle, I don't even know what Shimmick's doing. Like, it's completely ridiculous. It's a good thing we're zoomed out because my hands are all over the place right now. It's crazy. <laughs> um, like, Shimmick completely played that wrong. And and this, and this is the big problem with this team right now. Like, I feel like we've watched enough game that like we can start identifying problems. And one of the big problems right now is you have guys trying to do way too much and way too much trying to cover for the other guy. Like no one on this team trusts each other Mm -hmm. to do their job. So you have guys cheating to try and pinch for the guy, not doing his job. Like I know people are going to be like, well, Eric Carlson should have been heavier on the body, but he did his job. He boxed the person out to the outside, forced him around the net, took, there was no danger from that shot. And then Shimmick wanders over to try and make sure that, you know, Kopitar doesn't get a pass that isn't coming. Like it's ridiculous. You got to have a head
0: on a swivel. And we, we both said this in, in our, our group chat during the game, you called it out. Jerk called it out. I called up maybe Carlson could have done a stride more, but I thought he boxed him out. Like you said, Shimmick should have had a head on his soul to see who was coming. Or it, was Forge, his guy. Or, or it wasn't
1: or, even it was not even your head. Take your guy. Everyone has a guy. That was his period. And he let him be open and free?
0: Yeah. Jones maybe could have gotten gotten the other side of the yes, post. but but that's but, but that's shimmy's that sh-
1: fault. That guy shouldn't have. But that guy shouldn't have that shot wide open. That shot should have to, you know. That shot should either be a lot more difficult to take or it should go into skates or something like there's no there's no reason for that. This is the NHL. This isn't junior hockey. It's not peewee like you take your guy.
0: So with that, the Sharks were down three to two with about a little over nine minutes left in the third period they didn't look great. They pulled a goal with about 2 minutes to go and thankfully Evander Kane somehow some way in, in just somewhere on the netmouth scramble. It's an ugly goal, Sharks. It's an ugly goal. We'll take it. We don't care if it's fancy or not. We'll take it. If Evander Kane gets gets his fourth in the season, you know, with an extra man on ties this game up at 3-3. Thank god because it, i can only imagine if 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 this thing was worse uh with the loss because i mean again you know it's just you have another i and i just think madame mentioned it too it's like how many multiple goal leads is this team going to blow i you wonder you start wondering conditioning wise you can't be you can't blame the rust anymore You've been, you're almost a
1: month into the season to get your legs going. No, it's, it's, it's systems and communication. Like, that's the problem with this team right now. It's systems and communication. The system clearly isn't working that they've implemented. And there's no communication. These guys are not communicating with each other on the ice or off the ice, even, it seems like. Because, again, what did I say earlier? You have too many guys trying to pinch over and, You know, oh, I'll do half my job and and half my partner's job. And and maybe I'll be half a goalie, too. And, like, okay, maybe that last part's silly. But that is the problem. And it's completely... it's Like, we've seen this, but we've seen this over and over and over again. Like, it's not like this is something new that's happened the last couple of games. Like, these second period, especially the second period stuff, like, that has just been a thing since the season started and how there's no correction, but I mean, so, I mean, there's that. And then you're looking at like some of these defensive assignments that are missed and it's because guys are trying to do too much. We watched in overtime. I know I'm skipping ahead, but we watched Mm -hmm. an overtime where where Eric Carlson and I'm not trying to pick on Carlson here because like, I think it's, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think sometimes like there's just a lot of, there's a lot of daggers going Eric Carlson's way. And I think some of them are absolutely warranted, but I think sometimes like if it rained, we'd, we'd blame Eric Carlson at this point too. <laughs> but in this situation, like Eric Carlson is, you know, he can't take, he's he's dancing around on the blue line when he should have fall, fell back and he goes offside when he should have fell back so his line mates could get off the ice. Because again, another problem, you want to talk about things, guys taking too long his shifts. Eric Carlson's a big, uh, guy in that department and so I mean you got him like dancing on the blue line instead of like trying to make plays that aren't there trying to do too much and instead of you know retreating going you know so yeah you give up half the neutral zone you get a line trade you get a line change in you try and cycle and you try to go back on the attack with fresh skaters but instead you stand on the blue line dipsy doodle look for something that isn't there and then go offside yeah those are those little things we talk about little
0: things like the too many men, the offsides, just the nuances of that, you know, Kevin mentioning re- Meyer refused to get off the ice
1: on that one, you know? Right. I mean, it's well, just like, that's the problem. On. I mean, cause like, I, you don't want to get off the uh, but that's the thing, right? Like, yeah. And Timo has to get off the ice there, but again, they're pushing, like you, you would, I, I wonder, cause you don't want to get off the ice and then have, Carlson actually break into the zone and then they'd be like, well, where the hell is Timo? So it's just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like in that situation, you probably could have retreated a little bit, held possession, got a line change in, but when you're kind of straddling the line like that, it's, I don't know. Again, it's just no communication, right? Yeah.
0: And, and that's, that's key. That's key to being a team to know where everybody's at, kind of know what kind of precision, you know, uh, not to bring in football, but I mean, that's why Joe Montana would always get the ball going towards where the receiver was going, not where the receiver was at. And and that's one thing that the Sharks need to get back on task is knowing where everybody's going, not where everybody's at and kind of go, oh, crap, what am we doing here? So mm-hmm. uh, let's go through some of the comments uh, from the press. Uh, Bugner saying is a guy that shows up to play the right way every night. He does it all. He was our best player tonight. Um Yeah, I thought Couture had a good game tonight. Yeah. Uh, Bugner went on to say we lost momentum in the second period and was completely self-inflicted.
1: I th- I think we kind of agree with that part. <laughs> yeah. Dumb penalties, stupid, stupid penalties, and again, just trying to trying to you know be everyone on the ice all at once.
0: Yeah. Uh. Bugner liked the power play tonight thought we had good looks good possessions good entries I mean they went 0 for 2 they're now 131 what did you think
1: oh the power play sucks <laughs> <laughs> like there's just there's no way around it the power play is brutal um and again you know it's comes down to I think a lot of it comes down to communication on the ice and and guys trying to do too much yeah Trying to force plays that aren't there. Trying to do too much. Like it's just consistent.
0: So, uh, you know that that's the thing is that even through thick and thin, there there's there are better expectations with this club. There are absolutely better expectations with this club. I think this club can be a lot better than they're showing. You know, uh, I mean, I'm glad to see Kane, Couture, Meyer on the score sheet. I mean, Couture is that what is third yeah, goal? That,
1: in the... Those guys needed to be on the score sheet tonight. Like they they've been they've been quiet for especially like Timo, Kane too. I think yeah. you know uh, they've been quiet for too long. Um, obviously, look it. I mean, this team is has some talent on it, but it's about as deep as a puddle. That's the problem. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're, I think the record speaks for itself. I think the record speaks for how good this team is. I think that like, again, there's guys on this team that I really like, and there's guys that are really talented on this team, but there's, you know, when you're getting, when it feels like you're getting better effort from guys who you expect to, you know, contribute, but not be the. The stick that stirs the drink, right? You know, and 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 that's the problem. We 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 need bigger games from some of the guys that are paid the big money, period.
0: Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, now we're we're getting some. I've this is the second time I heard saw this. So, uh, AJ, if you can confirm this, let me know. Um. And Benjamin, you brought this up. I think like a tiger also brought this up. News comments from other teams: press VGK canceled media availability because of virus protocols. Also, neither Shay Theodore nor Tomasz Nosek
1: uh, f- played in the third period of their game. Okay, so <laughs> Theodore took an open ice hit and didn't return after that. Um, I don't. So I'm I'm assuming that. Because the open ice hit looked pretty, like it didn't look super brutal, but looked like it, you know, could definitely play a factor in there. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of it, though.
0: So, uh, if
1: you are wanting
0: to do a wrap, that is confirmed. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, If you guys want a wrap around, uh, we're at 55. We're going to go 25 likes plus a donation for the Venmo uh, at Teal Town USA uh 40 and you'll actually get the other word um but shootout wise you know donato missed seven of 12 how dare he um the couture with a nice simple shot and jones coming up again i mean he's
1: been lights out in the shootout that that last save was lucky though like that like That was more luck than skill on that last one. But it stayed out of the net, and I will take it. Um, On first look, it looked really impressive. But then when I saw the replay, I was like, oh, that was lucky. But you know what? Sometimes luck, you know, sometimes getting lucky is okay. Sometimes getting lucky wins you games. And in this case, you know what? It's it's better to come on here after a shootout win than a shootout loss. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Which means uh, five... Five
0: and five for the Sharks. They go up to eleven points now.
1: Hell no, we won't, bro.
0: Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you you are absolutely right. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yes, we still have just one regulation win and yes. one regulation. Uh,
1: Kevin, to bring up something, um, both Burns and, and Carlson made some like huge plays in the overtime, also to keep that game. Because I thought for for as good as games that Jones played. Oh, he was scary in the freaking he was scary in that overtime, a couple times pulling himself way out of position and and without his, you know, I'll I'll give both Burns and Carlson credit. They both made Stop. some really big saves to really big plays to save that game when uh, Jones kind of faltered a little bit in the overtime. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that that should not go without saying uh I I did I did have that written down somewhere and I um yeah. So there you go. All right. Even coverage here on Teal Town USA.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying, hashtag Burns and hashtag Carlson for Vesna. All right. we Yeah. Ian, yeah. Ian said. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. So uh, an update for Vegas. No sick was pulled from the game after the second period. Uh, couldn't find anything showing an injury prior to it. According to the team, they will provide additional updates when appropriate. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, uh, this could be interesting uh, development, so stay tuned on that one. Uh, I I mean, at at this point, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, here we go again. Uh, The Sharks are slaved to have their home openers Saturday afternoon uh, against Vegas, so... We'll see how it goes. Uh, Yeah,
1: I mean, the games could get canceled and it'll still be the longest road trip ever where they haven't been home (laughs) the whole time. And, you know, (laughs) poor sharks. This can't play a home game. It's so terrible, you know, in an empty arena.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it is what it is. (laughs) Uh, We do have donations from Jessica and Chris. So, Ian, I guess it's time.
1: Oh. have the goddamn coming curtis you give him a reach around
0: it's wraparound time folks uh panthers over the red wings two to one on this one uh Warren chris with the game winner
1: for the panthers waka waka i want to see this i want oh, one second i want to see something here i want to see if that's like the east's equivalent of this game you go for
0: it. I'll keep going here. Uh, the Senators lose again. to No, Edwards. actually, Florida's
1: actually, wow, Florida's doing amazing. Yes. All right. Wow. Good for them. Wow, Nashville. Jeez. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nashville <sighs> loses at home 6-1 to one to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning are now 9-1-1. One, and one. The Lightning um,
1: the, are tearing shit up, man. Yeah. They are 22, plus 22 goal differential. That's fun. That's some fun times.
0: It's like uh, two goals from Steven Stamkos. I mean, good on you there, Tampa. I don't, or excuse me, Nashville. I don't know what's going on with the there. Uh, don't know
1: what they are bad and they should feel bad. Uh, Well, then the Senators
0: are feeling awful and feeling awful. No, because the Senators
1: are supposed to be awful. Nashville's not supposed to be. That's the problem, right? Like the Senators, like when you're the Senators or the Red Wings, like you're supposed to be terrible. That's fine. But there were LA Kings. You're supposed to be terrible. You've come out and you said, "Hey." We're gonna suck, but it's gonna be fine because we've got X Y Z, one two three A A B B C C in the farm, and everything's gonna be fine in a couple of years. Like that's the worst part about tonight is like, yeah, the 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 Kings are a brutal ass team, but they're on the ups. Like they're gonna be on the upswing. We're gonna be still like when they're on the upswing, we're gonna still be going. Are we a good team? Are we a bad team? Should we rebuild? Like we're gonna still be freaking sitting here asking these stupid questions on a podcast well they're bringing all their centers up and dominating the freaking western conference it's gonna be brutal but but there were some people who were even saying oh watch out for ottawa you know, uh, hey uh, give them time like they're they're but, again you can only put so many good i mean yes okay fine you could end up being buffalo but not <laughs> everyone ends up being buffalo okay Ah, uh,
0: poor Buffalo. Uh, the Senators, by the way, lost three to two to Edmonton tonight, and that one Tyson Berry with uh, the the game winning goal in that one. Um, Do you want to hear
1: something crazy? That is the first game. I love adding all this stuff to the return. Go for it. it. Wow. Okay, so this is the first game since twenty seventeen the Oilers have won without Drysital or Crosby or Crosby. Sorry, McDavid's <laughs> without Drysital or McDavid registering a point. The first win since 2017
0: four years where
1: one of those two guys did not get a point that is ridiculous i that's that's crazy
0: that is crazy to 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 even
1: consider with yes. all the talent that's on that squad like ridiculous and that's why it's like everyone's like whoa we'll, we'll get a good draft pick well that's great this you know you have to still build around, said draft picks. See Oilers, Edmonton. <laughs> uh, See I, Sabres, I, Buffalo.
0: I, 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 I just want to keep you rolling. Wow, you're just on it tonight. <laughs> uh, uh, in overtime, the Chicago Blackhawks beat up on the Dallas Stars
1: 2-1. to one. The Stars are now 5-2-3. The There's team. another team on the upswing. Said, yeah, you know, things are going to be bad for a while, but then things will be better because we're still I mean, they still got some stuff that they're going to have to do Mm -hmm. to get things to get things really turned around. Like they've got some contracts that are going to hurt them for a while. See, Sharks, San Jose. Um, But there's another team that said, yeah, you know what? We're going to piss off our veterans. We're going to do some things, but we're going to turn things around. And guess what? It's starting to turn around. Hey, they made the playoffs last year. (laughs) i'm not even dignifying that with a
0: response uh vegas beat the uh anaheim ducks five to four sporting their their fancy uh reverse retro jerseys which i i actually thought didn't look too bad on them uh flurry with the victory uh heck of a game for
1: for Anaheim
0: who I thought were going back and forth and they they gave it a
1: go. I mean, yeah. I'll give the Ducks credit. They they gave it a go. They pushed them, but uh Vegas is just unreal and uh it's just they're going to be you know, I know they don't have a ton of games played cuz god, maybe they're going to have a ton, not a ton more played, but Right. Oh, that is a team that is going to make a lot of other teams cry this year. And it makes you you know
0: the concern with Vegas. Of course, we talked about it earlier. Uh, the yes, we will Vegas...
1: get to Burke Hextall. Absolutely. Oh
0: yeah, we're 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 touching a lot of things. Uh, I even want to know what you're thinking about Line a getting benched. But uh, I know, right? Oh, there's a there. I mean, we can still keep going with this stuff. But let's Go, get yeah, let's can... finish this up first. Uh, yeah. Calgary beats uh, the Jets three to two on this one. Uh, Lindholm with the game winning goal, uh, late in the third on the power play, uh, six, five and one for Calgary, uh, a couple of three games were postponed. So we won't get to that, but, um, yeah, let's talk about the news that came out today with, uh, Pittsburgh naming former Flyers, great, uh, Ron Hextall as their new general manager. And then Brian Burke as president of hockey ops.
1: So there was an awesome, okay, so first there was an awesome tweet earlier about, like, it was like a flow chart for, can you be an NHL GM? And it was like, have you played for a team before? Yes, then absolutely you can be an NHL GM. Have you GM'd an NHL team before? Yes, you can absolutely be a GM again. And then, like, have you, or, you know, if you answered no to either of those, nope, no chance in hell, sorry, see you later. Um, So, Braun Hextall, I like... I liked a lot of what Ron Hextall did in Philly. Um, the problem I think he had in Philly was that he was a little bit too patient with some of his draft picks because, I mean, there was a long time and when we looked at Philly um, and, you know, Kevin's in the chat and he can, he can attest to this too. We thought, man, that blue line is eventually going to be just the stupidest NHL blue line in the entire, you know, in the entire league. Uh, and that hasn't come out yet. But, um, I think Ron Hextall's biggest thing was like, he was just a little too patient. You know, he wanted to stick to the plan. And I think there was a lot of forces in there that said, no, we got to move now. You know, you got to bring up, um, you got to bring up Carter Hart now and you got to do this now and you got to do that now. And he really pushed back against a lot of that. And I mm-hmm. think in some cases they were probably right. He should have done that. Um, but he had a very specific plan and he stuck to it for better or worse. Um, I like a lot of what that team's drafting looked like while he was there. I just think he was probably a little bit too patient with some of those picks at the end of the day. So how do you counter that? You bring in Brian Burke as your president of hockey ops, right? And so I think it's going to be interesting to see how that relationship works out because I think, um, I think he probably learned to be a little like he's probably going to be a little less patient with some guys this time around. Like he's going to obviously probably make a little more moves. And, and I think uh, having a guy above him like Brian Burke, who maybe would make moves just to make moves and they might be dumb. I, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. I, just the awkwardness about Hextall as the
0: Penguins GM. Just yeah i mean the, obviously that's just, that's, I mean, that's there's that but i mean he, he won a couple of stanley cups uh i mean i forget what his position was with uh, dean lombardi in la he was the assistant gm under lombardi in la so and, and that goes back even i think uh lombardi was like a scout right after uh, he got fired from the sharks for a while with the flyers
1: for uh I mean, it's an incestuous circle jerk. Yeah. We know this. Oh. We know that that hockey op, like hockey team hiring, is an incestuous circle jerk. <laughs> uh,
0: so that there's that that went down in Philly. Uh, quickly, your thoughts on on <laughs> Line A getting benched in the third
1: period? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm surprised it took this long. I mean, like it, Patrick. Look, I love Patrick Linea, and I think like Patrick Line A, when it's all said and done, I think he's going to be a prolific goal scorer, but not much else. And you know what? I'm not saying he's going to be Ovechkin, but Ovechkin has done pretty well being a goal scorer and not much else. Like, some, there's just, that's what that, some guys are just, that's what they do, right? Yeah. And you're just, like, I don't think Tordor, like this, it's it's really interesting because I, I don't, Feel like either guy in that trade is going to be in the team they ended up with long term. Like, I can't see Line being in Columbus long term, and I don't see Pierre Luc Dubois being a Winnipeg Jet long term. Like, it's a really weird, really weird team. Like, really weird swap of players, destination wise, because I don't think either guy's going to be there long term.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, Line is a restricted free agent, so.
1: Columbus would get some sort of compensation. Sure, I mean they can they walk. can keep him until he's until he's going to, you know, they can keep him as long as they're restricted, but once once the restricted ends, if you can't buy those UFA years, then what are you going to do? Yeah. And that's going to be that and that'll be the tricky thing to see with both of those guys if you can buy enough of their UFA um enough UFA years to keep them both around long term.
0: Yeah. Uh one of the things besides all of you being a little a little creepy in the chat, we'll say at least. Uh Kevin on the opposite end saying Line a and Twitterell was made to be a disaster. We knew this the second the trade happened.
1: Oh yeah, For I mean sure. I, I think when the rumor came out, the first thing I tweeted was, Jesus, poor Line. A. <laughs> like yeah. what when, when when the rumor came out, that was my first I'm like, my first thought was like, Oh, poor Line. A. Yeah, that's you poor dude. Like this sucks. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, on a
0: personal note, uh, there was a station that uh, AG and I absolutely loved listening to uh, for for many reasons. One, uh, it was a West Coast sports talk station at Uh Yes, they were more Canucks centric than anything else. Uh, but uh, TSN 1040, along with uh, their counterparts in winnipeg and hamilton uh were abruptly shut off the air this morning around nine thirty. uh we know a lot of people there uh we know matt secure blake price uh mm. who who did the post game and the pm drive along with the uh, uh post game show with uh, jeff patterson who we've had uh, J pad on a couple of times when the Hanson Goldobin trade went down, when reviewing the Canucks, sure. uh, and we know a lot of people over there. So uh, a tough go uh, to not turn it on at two o'clock Pacific time and uh, not have uh, a telling I'm wrong or a Memo Two to happening. On,
1: so it's crazy. Like the the crazy thing to me about that is in i believe i I was i want to say it's the in vancouver um like they were the top they were the higher rated station like they have the sportsnet radio station competition there and they were the they were the they were the ones getting the years and they were the ones that shut down like i mean it's it's awful like it's awful like i mean We all know, like, I know this would be a really cynical view, but, like, nothing matters. The only thing that matters is stupid fat cats on Wall Street and CEOs filling their banks. Like, these are companies that, like, they piss me off. Like, these big corporations piss me off. And not to get overly political for a second, but, like, these are people who, you know, take billions from the government and COVID handouts and then turn around and then, you know, pay out all their fucking shareholders and, you know, all their big wakes get all paid out. And then they just, they cut the workers to make sure like, it's just, it's, it sucks that this is what the world has come to. And this is what the world of business specifically has come to where you can do just shitty things like that. And then, you know, you get richer and you just, you know, and you screw over your employees and whatever. Like the, the way that this went down is disgusting. Um, I'm glad that I am not a bell customer in any way, shape, or form, because I think they are an absolute shit company and I refuse to do business with them. And today just reaffirms that I'm glad that I don't do business with them in any way, shape, or form. Um, It sucks.
0: Yeah. Like, it's just, it sucks. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. They were so popular in Vancouver that they actually had commercial-free intermissions where they would talk about it. So it's literally like, you listen to the game on... Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and then moving it and then people were going over to 1040 to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And literally had it was like they had everything but the game. Uh, and AJ should and it's a good point too. It should be noted that the TSN stations that were shut down did not have the broadcast rights to your local team. Winnipeg had lost sure. it to uh I think a news station. Uh Edmonton never had it. Uh Hamilton I think was just covering the uh the bull togs uh if if that or the tiger
1: cats uh for probably for, i uh, mean i don't know i don't i don't really pay attention like and here's the other thing too like uh, i don't listen to any of these like i don't listen to any stations they are not local but even if they were local i still wouldn't listen to them probably so i mean like it's the the the, the business is sh- the, the business is shifting like and that's that's true too but like i said again but like you know i i feel really bad for people that just like they don't even have the decency they just turn off your station and then a half hour later you're still trying to figure out what the hell's going on like there's right. no communication like it's just it's such a garbage way to do business and it's really Uh-oh. yeah i gotta and I, I gotta stop this because it makes me very angry yeah, well, <laughs> and dan o'toole former longtime great i mean i i mean I oh was, i yeah you break I up used... You lose that Jan in... and J, like what the hell? Like, I don't understand it's hard. Look at I mean, like again, some of these businesses are facing real trouble. The advertising dollars aren't where they used to be. Yeah. You know? Um like I've said it I've said it a couple times now. Summer hockey, like I enjoyed it, but I did too. the ratings said that not very many people did or <laughs> gave a damn. And and you know, and yes, a lot of the big teams got bounced early, and that certainly didn't help. Yeah. But Like those are it's tough. It's tough. It's tough business. It is a it is a tough cutthroat business right now, sports media. And I feel bad for like I get to come on here and I do this as a hobby. Right. Right. So, I mean, like if if you told me you can't come on anymore, I'd be sad. But like my family's still going to eat tomorrow.
0: I wish this paid more that we can all afford luxury backgrounds and stuff but that's not the case you know and, and it sucks because there, there's yeah Alice and Bells
1: profit fourth quarter 900 million plus dollars like their liquidity is <laughs> like that's ridiculous <sighs> mm, okay. yes but again it's about it's not about you and me it's not about it's about paying out shareholders and and you know and top executives that's the name of the game it's how much can you pay out your shareholders and that's the name of the game
0: yeah and and, and it's not that it's not that uh it's not that it, you know. It's just on TSN side. TSN just went, you know, batshit crazy on the last uh, few last few days with mm-hmm. everything. But uh, yeah, it's tough because I've I've grown up with you know listening to Tim and Sid on occasion, Jay and Dan a lot. You, me and Hockey Jerk. I mean, heck, the whole thing in our Discord about Experience Regina. That whole thing is from. Uh, Jay and Dan So, yeah. okay, okay What, what, am, I, what jersey am I wearing? Jeez This is uh, This is Tim Hede's, uh, White uh, Way jersey From the all-star year, apparently Here, let me turn around Alright there, there you go So uh, Good friend of the sh- Good friend of the podcast uh, Anita Carlson, aka Tim Heed's mom I hope you're watching and appreciate that immensely. So with that, all right, Thursday, uh, second game. Uh, yes, I know. Why has it got to be white? Well, because the, the the white jersey was actually cheaper. So Thursday, L.A., same bat time, same bat channel. What do you expect from the Sharks? I would think Dubnik gets a start in this one.
1: Oh, yeah, Dubnik gets a start because, the you know, um, it doesn't play doesn't matter. So I thought Jones had a good game, but I thought Dubnik had a good game last game. I thought Jones had a good game tonight though for, for, cause I mean a lot of like a lot of Jones would have taken a lot of heat if he had come and like really crap the bed tonight after the game that Dubnik had. So I guess if this back and forth system is going to get us consistently, you know, good games that we can expect out of those two guys, then maybe it's working and maybe they're smart and, you know, I'm not, but, Oh fuck! Uh, I don't know. Duke no. like, you, Nick, Nick should smart. get the start. He should have got the start tonight. They really should have. Does, like, does
0: uh, Shemolevsky get back in? I mean, he played six minutes. He had an assist on it. Uh, I mean, uh, Balsers came back in uh, these last uh, two games.
1: I really like Balsers so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Balsers has been really good so far um i think i wouldn't pull him out i don't see a reason to pull balsers out at this point i love chemilevsky like don't get me wrong like i super chemilevsky guy but um i think right now i don't know i don't know who would you who would you pull out to bring him in if it's yeah. balsers no i don't do it gotcha all right well
0: in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again check us out on teal and Town. you now. should
1: watch this again it was on fire <laughs>
0: we're gonna to have to extinguish Ian just to bring him down you know it's 1 30 in the morning for him
1: oh uh, yeah cuevu um retired oh, too yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, wait a minute let me get best back here yes so mika cuevu retired hell of a career i mean, he the, he just signed for for columbus this year
1: yeah that sucks I mean, was there um i think I sometimes missed? i don't i mean he started the year by getting COVID. Uh, and then, you know, I think it's hard when you're at the, when you're near the end like that and you don't get brought back to your team. And I think you don't want that to make the decision to retire for you. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it's really hard to get up and go on a new team when you're that close to the end. And I think for some guys, it works out for some guys. It doesn't. We've seen this before. Like, remember, Brett Hull was a coyote
0: for a moment and
1: for a for a moment and then was like eh, you know what i'm gonna retire like i think sometimes like you don't want the team not bringing you back to be the reason that you retire but i think sometimes it it clouds your judgment because i think you, you'll you you know like when it's time to go you know and i think that i i just think that you know he probably got there and he was he realized that you know maybe i'm not as into this as i thought i would be and and your body will tell you when it's time to go and i think that's the case here and you know, uh, a hell of a career for him, for yeah. sure. Um, but, you know, if you, if your heart's not in it, I think that's the, what you should do. Right. You should, you know, it's... I would rather a guy stand up and be like, you know what, nah, my heart's not really in this. Like, yeah, it sucks because, you know, that's money against your cap, blah, 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 blah. But uh, at the end of the day, I'd rather a guy say, you know what, no, I'm not really into this, than just kind of milk out the season and then retire on a whimper, right? Mm-hmm. Like... That's my that's my take. So good for good for him. I mean, it makes does
0: it make you wonder if there's something with uh, the locker room in Columbus or anything?
1: No, I don't think so. I just think that's a case of a guy who didn't want to have, you know, not being brought back by the wild be the end of his career. And he wasn't sure if he was ready to go or not yet. And so you sign with a new team and then you start going through the motions and. Like, getting ready for an NHL season, especially when you get up there in age, like, it's it's hard, you know? Like, I, I jump on Patrick Marleau a lot, but, I mean, for a guy his age to to get up and decide that he still wants to do this, I mean, God bless, man, because I wish, you know, I think that there's probably plenty of guys that wish that they could still go at 41-40. And,
0: and, and Patty, we didn't even touch on it tonight, but Patty goes into number three all-time. Uh, yeah. Passing Yarmor or Jager for games played the next one. And it's going to be a little bit for him to get to uh, to Mark Messier at 1756. But uh, I don't see him going anywhere for that. So
1: it's it's interesting because like for him, like for Marlowe, it's really impressive for especially for some of those guys like Gordy Howe played until he was really old. Right. Older than he probably should have. And like Yarmer Yager, it'd be interesting to see how many games he would have played without his like trip to the KHL before coming back. And you know what I mean? Like it's it's interesting to see what would have happened there. Um, but like to for to do what Patrick is going to do, like it's it's definitely impressive. And I, you know, I I, I am on Marlowe a little bit more because look at yeah. Marlowe. I love Marlowe, but yeah he's here to sell tickets. If there was tickets to sell, like that's, that's the, the cynical reality of it. Like, I am sure the sharks were hoping to God that, you know, they're going to have people in the arena and then he's going to break the record and they could sell a bunch of tickets on that day. Like I I know I'm being cynical, but come on. Like it's, it's pretty fucking obvious.
0: (laughs) You're right. You're right. Uh, for the record, AJ, Yes, I do have other game-worn jerseys, Stephen Harden. And while I do have a Prout, it's a shark-free jersey, and I do not have a half-lat. Otherwise, I would have tweaked my hamstring by now. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, and like Ian said earlier, as you should, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, uh, as you see them all, do- all below. And make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, on the YouTube channel as well. We will really appreciate... Uh, all of your support uh thank you for everybody who's been here tonight uh and always available at tealtownusa.com so we close this out uh jerry f thank you for the note um i had the whole freaking time uh the wrong score up but appreciate that uh ian your your final thoughts and where the people can find you
1: uh final thoughts are i don't have any final thoughts because i'm going to be thinking about this for a while <laughs> no um look you can find me at Ian Hockey on the twitter machine uh, i'm trying to be more active now that the season is now going and there's less stupid things going on in the world where i don't want to argue about um so definitely keep an eye on me there um i think anyone that's in this channel knows that you can pretty much always engage with me on there. I'm usually pretty fun to talk to you on the Twitter machine. So feel free to hit me up. If you want to hear my stupid takes on everything, uh, I will definitely give them to you freely. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't say they're stupid,
1: but they ah, are some of them are,
0: they are our fire. Uh, I'm at puckeye 14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. And yes, I do have a Brody Brazil Jersey. Uh, don't be making fun of me. That's that's a rarity of all things. So, you know what? Quiet. We'll be back with you Thursday night following the Sharks and the Kings. Uh, That will be a 7 o'clock start, uh, and then we'll go from there. We'll see where the world takes us from there. (laughs) So for, (sighs) for for Ian, myself, the whole crew, thanks for watching. We appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you.